Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. No, there's no bagged milk. Episode 206 of Oilers Nation Radio brought to you by our friends at Oodle Noodle and at DoorDash. Promo code ON Radio Pod DD gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Shout out to DoorDash. Boys. I know, right? I, like I got you said there's gonna be no bagged milk because you think he's already had a couple of beers. Like that's gonna keep him from popping on the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. So bag milk is out of town for a wedding this weekend. Um, not so his. not his Ooh, wedding. Not his? All right. We we talked about that on real life. Would he not be the type to scamper off and get married without telling anyone? Perhaps that would well, be as a type that did that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if bag milk would do that or not. Uh, um, he sent me a picture earlier today of uh, him having a beer at the airport and then there was he sent me a picture of him on the plane and he was like I'm going on a trip without you with a little sad face and I was like man we would have been in the bag already if we were at the airport together Um, so I'm sure he might hop on he told us to send him the zoom link yeah we sent it right yeah here's the uh here's the teaser he may pop in at any given time we don't know you don't know you got to listen to the whole thing to find out Uh, let's start this off with the oodle noodle delicious debate. I had oodle noodle the other day. Tokyo glazed double beef can never go wrong with it. Ooh, double beef. I've, I've been reading into some draft coverage. Chris Peters at Daily Faceoff is doing a great job with all of it. The question is this on a scale of one to 10, how open would you be to the Oilers trading the first round pick? Very open. Uh, a scale of one to ten, it'd yeah. be like a, a definitely a nine or a ten, depending. It obviously depends on on the return. But I have no problems moving that for a player that can help us right now, as opposed to someone that's going to help us down the road. I the only hesitation I would have to trading this pick is that 
there's a lot less unknown about it. Uh, teams can look at the draft board and find out exactly what kind of value they think is going to be available at that point. And I like when your, your draft pick is worth magic beans and the teams could be, you know, the teams think that there could be anything that could come from that draft pick. And so I am a big proponent of, of trading your draft picks when you're in your window. And I believe the Oilers are in their window right now. So make that pick if you, or make that move if you can, but I would rather it be next year's first round draft pick when a team thinks that it could be the best draft pick. But this draft isn't supposed to be even that good, isn't it? Which is why next year's pick might hold more value. Yes. Yeah. I, I, like, think this I year, you think this year's value is lower. Yeah. I just think that I think that once the once the teams have their draft boards created and ready to go, which I assume is like days before the draft. But but you know what I mean? Like we're close enough now that, that the teams know their value and they know their they know what they're going to get at that pick. And so there's, I think, a lot more dickering going on with that kind of a trade. Whereas if you look at next year's first round draft pick, it could be anything. It's like the box question, you know, what's in the box? You don't know what's in that draft pick box. Yeah, it's like the family guy mystery box thing, right? It's like, oh, yes. you want a boat. You can have a boat, but the mystery box could be a boat as well. Last week, what did, what did I use for the buyout analogy? It was uh, drinking going with your buddies. Drinks. Yeah. Trading draft oh, yeah. picks is kind of like going to the casino, right? Like you have an extra $100 <laughs> laying around. You could turn that $100 into a couple hundred right away tonight and have it. Or you could, you know, just save your $100 and be a little bit responsible. The reason I'm going to say I'm at a five, usually... I, I would be a little bit higher. I'd be at like a seven or an eight. I'd be like, let's go trade the pick. Let's load up this team. Now the Oilers have no second, no third, no fourth rounder this season. That makes me nervous. You're going to sit there after a season of scouting and you're going to sit on your hands for one, two, three, four rounds. Your M Chuck math. That's three, six, nine, 120, a hundred, like 158 picks around there. You're just going to sit there and watch the draft. So it, it better be a good trade. And I think you could soften the blow because one thing Chris Peters did say on the Daily Faceoff show last week was there's a tier drop off and it's significant in this draft. It's kind of the top three and then from about four to 16, 16 to 20, and then from 20 all the way to about 60. He said it's more or less the same. You have a similar chance of getting a high quality prospect or a usable prospect at that point. So if you're the Oilers and you have this first round pick and you can move down with it to even if you're into the third round, then sure, I'm more open to it. And I think that could maybe be a route they go. If you can get an impact player by packaging the first round pick with something else and you're also going to get a third rounder, a late second, something like that back in the deal, then I think it softens the blow because, yes, in the moment right now, we're like, move the pick. Let's go. But. You can also look at the prospect pipeline right now and see Dylan Holloway coming up and how valuable is having Dylan Holloway on his ELC in your top nine for the next three years going to be? How valuable could Xavier Borgo be for the next three years on his ELC in your top nine? And if you if you gamble that hundred dollars at the casino, if you trade that first round pick and you lose, you can't go back on it. You can't just magically make it reappear. If you trade the pick, the pick's gone. We have a decent amount of forward prospects coming, though, right? Yeah, we do. Like you have, like I mentioned, Borgo and Holloway. You got Carter Savoy, Raphael Lavoie, Noah Felt, Matt Vey Petrov, Tyler Tulio. Like there's a pretty decent group. So that is a good point. Like if you were ever going to do it, maybe now is the time to do it because you have a lot of forward prospects coming up. And on your blue line, like Nurse is signed forever. And you have CC signed for three more years. And then you have 
Bouchard and Broberg, who are kind of your future already, and they're locked in as your future. Like maybe the Oilers can look at their pipeline and say, hey, if we have a year where we got nothing shit all coming in, this might be a decent year to do it. And your forwards, you also got Connor and Lee on the two best players in the, in the, in the, in the world signed for four year, four more years. You've got Nuge back in there at seven. You've got Hyman in there at, at a bunch. You've got, you know, whatever happens to Yamamoto, McLeod, and if and or Pugliarvi, this the forward group is really good for a while, even with what we have. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all for moving that thing if it turns into a, a, a player. Yeah. And uh, think of all the savings that they can have by not sending the team to the table at all. And we could just have a dark Oilers table at the draft on round in round one and round two. Not even like giving off the illusion that they might buy in or like sneak into the draft. Someone's like, nah, guys, we'll see a day two. You're like out the downtown Vancouver. Time, yeah, the light is just left off on a team logo during a draft. Holland. The table's empty. Yeah. Holland and the entire scouting staff are just hammered at like five o'clock Montreal time. They're like, fuck it, whatever. We don't just pick- sending out bogus trade offers <laughs> to the other tables when they're on the camera just to see their reactions. Just fucking with everybody. Have you ever seen that TikTok? Who's the NFL GM who does that every year? He calls around everyone before the draft and just like messes. Oh, yeah, that's it's, it goes viral remember. every year. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this I draft need to know. shenanigans, Rick. There are some, there used oh, to be some in the NHL draft too. They used to have, they used to have GMs like tell stories about the draft, but now we don't hear anything anymore. Um, it's uh Brown's GM, John Dorsey. I'll send you a, uh, I'll send you a link oh, to please. it, Rick. Um, it's, it, it is pretty funny when I saw it go viral on TikTok and all the other GMs, like pretty much buy into it. Some of them just like hang up the phone and kind of smirk and you can tell it's like a good bit. <laughs> oh, I can get by on that. So, Talking about potentially moving the first rounder and what could maybe be the return if you were to do it. Uh, Frank Saravalli has his new trade targets list up at dailyfaceoff.com. I got an article going out where I outlined some of the players who, you know, maybe the Oilers could be interested in on that list. Number one is Alex Debrinkat. The first round pick alone probably isn't getting you Alex Debrinkat. The only thing that that scares me about that player is that he just... We have a couple of him already. We've just went through the playoffs. We understand that it's a lack of a better term, a big boy hockey. Like the, the smaller players aren't going to help us in the playoffs. We're going to need some guys, some more, um, some more hymens. We need some guys like that. We need a, a body like Pugliarvi who uses it in a forceful manner. Even guys like Yamamoto are going to use their body. I don't know if to, I don't know to bring out well enough that if he's going to be able to handle what happens in the playoffs. Well, I agree with what you're saying, Rick, like in principle, I know that we have, we have physical prototypes that are like to bring it, but like to bring it is a, is a quantifiable, you know, actual statistical maker in this league. Give me a guy who's got seven less goals and 10 less points a year. Who's a couple inches and a couple pounds heavier. And I'm probably going to go towards that. Maybe more, a little more aggressive along the uh, aggressive on the puck. That's the type of player I think we need right now to, to sprinkle on to what we have already as a, as a nucleus or as a, what we have for a lot of guys sign. So if the first round pick is up, so, okay, I'll throw you this because Debrinkat's going to cost more than the first. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if your options are <laughs> Debrinkat for the first in Borgo or just the first for Anderson, which one would you take? Those are the two options. Probably the first for Anderson. And yeah, you'd I, save Borgo. 
Yeah, I'd like to say, Borgo, I do not know their contracts, so I'm not speaking on their contracts right now, just in terms of player styles, though. I think it would be Anderson over to Brinkat, especially for the cost. Dan? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm bullish on Borgo. Uh, I think that those, you know, the Holloways and Borgos and the Lavois even of the world are the guys that we need to now have come along and uh, and fill in the wings but so for me, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would give up or go in that trade. Interesting. It's hard to sit there and be like, ah, no, I'm not going to do the trade yeah. for the 40 goals. And it's score. not saying like the Brinkat's not a good player. It's, it's just maybe he just doesn't fit right now with the, with the exact model we have. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not upset if it you know? comes into mm-hmm. the team, but given the choice as the GM, you gave me the opportunity, Tyler, and I took it and I ran with it. I'm going to replace or go isn't worth it. We're probably going to replace the, uh, the physical nature of, of Evander Kane as well. Right. And I don't think a guy like the brink had it, whereas I think he could probably score all the goals. I don't think he can bring the extra intangibles that, that Evander Kane was bringing. I, yeah. If those were the only two options out there on the trade market for Holland, I would honestly personally hope he says no to both of them. Like to brink at, Oh, he's so, oh, but it's tough. Cause he's so good. Right. Like if you can inject mm-hmm. a 40 goal guy into this lineup, it's like, damn, but 6.4 million. RFA with Arbrights next summer. So you're looking at probably seven and a half to $8 million a year on a long-term deal to extend the guy. And you're giving up the extra piece in Borgo in this deal. Whereas if you just do the Anderson swap first for Anderson, I still think that's too high of a price tag. I'd still say no to that. I would do maybe a second in 2023 and first, a first and Anderson and like, say they're a third. Gets you around that, that 60, I guess maybe the 60, you know, 90 is around the third, but you know, get you that little, get you a buyback, maybe enough. Yeah. I'd I'd probably do that too. I would also, I would do a first for Anderson if they took cleft bombs deal. I'd also do a first for Anderson if they took maybe Cassian's deal. Yeah. I would probably do that too, just to get out from that money. Cause then you're only up what 2.3 million and you're getting a better player. There's something like the Anderson thing is so intriguing. I was talking about this and I know we spent a good amount of time on the last show talking about it, but he really is like the number one rumored guy centered around the Oilers. He's so intriguing because he's big as hell. He's signed long term. He's 28 years old and he, he goes through these spurts where he scores like crazy. The red flags with Anderson are injury history. The fact his contract goes for five more years. So if it doesn't work. And the fact he's inconsistent, like he goes on runs where he scores like eight goals in 10 games and you're like, holy shit. And then he scores no goals for 12 games. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Or one goal in 12 games, you know? So that's, that's the worry for me. The other thing too, in their top six right now, McDavid and Dreisaitl are dependable beyond belief, right? Hyman and Nuge, you know, both those guys are good to go out of the lineup at least once a year, right? They're getting hurt once a season. So does Anderson. So if you're going to commit $16.1 million to that trio to be your complimentary pieces in your top six, but you know, every guy's going to miss like 10 to 20 games in the season. Isn't that a little, a little bit too much risk? Unless the only time it's a big risk. And I know you can't guess this or even arrange it, but if they all went out the same time, then you're in trouble. If they don't, then you have one to replace the other and the other to replace one and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's not as big of a deal, but yeah, if they all went down at the same time, <laughs> yeah, that might be, uh, that might be kind, but, of, kind but, of scary. But think of the cap savings you're going to have. If, if all the No, that's only, if they, that's only if they go to LTIR. I know. I know. The, the but, I, yeah. I mean, 
I think that I think that there is still uh you know we the Oilers do need that big body and and I think that Cassian's time is is all but done just because of you know I think everybody's just been kind of waiting for it and the fans are back and then you know oh it's just the pandemic blah 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 there's just there's always been a reason why it hasn't gotten back to that 2017 Cassian that we saw but I think those uh, are just excuses as to use us because they could not trade them. if if they were able to trade them. They would have been done with. They would have washed your hands of them a, a, of a while ago. But because they haven't been able to and they didn't want to buy them out, have the dead cast face, they kind of just sprinkle on the whole, you know, the fan situation and the the, the, yeah. the, the feeling in the building and all that silly stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah, at this point, I think we've seen they're out of excuses. You have to move on from them one way or another this summer. But I guess, like, my question would be when we're talking about an Anderson and we're talking about a, a – pickup of a debrinket why aren't we talking about defense and goalie like isn't that where this team needs the most help like we, goalie we for, can score goals with the best of them we can score the goals with colorado avalanche of the world can we out defense and out goaltend them so see and i, I think uh, the goaltender is an obvious one right like that's that kind of is almost not yeah. even worth talking about because yeah. we've talked about it for three, four, five, eight, ten, twelve 10, 12 years now. Um, the forward, you're always going to look for the, the, the fancy shiny object of forward and defense. I don't know if we can sprinkle anybody in right now. Like I, we want Kulak, right? Like, yeah, if Kulak's back, I don't think you can really acquire another D man. Cause if you bring especially back, especially with Broberg coming up, Nima yeah. Linen on the way. Um, I don't think you, if you sprinkle an actual NHLer ahead of them, then you got to move on from one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're, you can't hold them down any longer. You're probably moving on from Barry, right? I think we all kind of agree that's close to a lock. Like I can't see Tyson Barry being an Oiler next season. Um, so then you're running, assuming Keith is back, which I think he will be. Nurse, Keith, Cece, Bouchard. Okay, your top four is staying the same. And your third pairing is going to be probably Kulak and Broberg. Maybe you go get one of those like $1 million vets, right? That you can, you know, what the kind of what Slater Cuckoo was supposed to be. A guy who can sit as your seventh defenseman, like when Broberg needs like a night cowboy? off. I would bring back Cowboy Chris Russell, one year, one point one million. What's with the just, <laughs> what's uh, with the extra hundred grand? Ah, just you know, really entice him to come back, get him off the ranch. Is that the way? Just you like the way it comes off the tongue? One point one million, one point one two five, so you can bury it. You know, that's kind of where I was going with it. If you needed to, like, where, send him down. Where did the Jacob Chitron conversation go? This from this, we were talking about him prior to the deadline when he was rumored to be going. And then you just haven't heard anything about the Oilers since then and around the Oilers, you know, I, I want to say media, but it's just, you know, in the Oilers sphere, it doesn't feel like he's in the conversation anymore. So he's number three on Frank's trade targets list. Um, he's very intriguing, right? Like if you're talking mm. about a team that the Oilers could maybe put together a monster package with, and come out really ahead. Like what, what do you throw into a package for Chikrin and Lawson Krause? Right. Well, it's gotta be Broberg. Cause if you bring in, if you bring in uh Chikrin, Broberg's mm-hmm. pretty much forced out of the lineup. Cause you can't trade Kulak, obviously. Yeah. Um, this year's first next year's first. It's going to take one of our larger prospects as well. Um, I wouldn't use Holloway for sure. It'd be, have to be somebody who hasn't touched an other, an other Jersey yet. Maybe at that point is, is Borgo available at that point? Probably at that for me, probably. So the asking price for Chikrin during the season was apparently four pieces. 
So if you're the Oilers and you're getting Chikrin and Kraus, do you give up two first Borgo and Pugliarvi? Mm-hmm. Is that going to, is, is the, is Pugliarvi <laughs> enough to add to it? Or do you have to use Broberg instead? I'd rather use Broberg instead to tell you honestly. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I, and I just think the idea of having someone like Broberg pan out, but I guess you're getting Chikrin who like, yeah, I guess that's a little bit of like Chikrin, the magic. And, Chikrin and nurse are going to be the, the top two think, left. Yeah. Right. And I think for the yeah, coyotes, yeah. it sells the fact that they're replacing defense, you know, with a guy that's not that far off from being in the lineup. So two but, first Borgo and Broberg and I'll sign Broberg. it right now. They got to take Cassian too, I think to make the money work, but yeah. Sure. Anyways, that'd be a it's interesting. It's, uh, I, I just think that there's there's so many ways that this offseason can still go that uh, I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with the offseason and where this team, where Ken Holland has this ship led. Like that's that's always been, I think, a question for all of, for all of us on this podcast is what's going on in Ken Holland's head with his plan? What's his what's his deal? What's his number yeah. one thing that he's looking for? Guaranteed as a goalie. But is it though? Because that guy, like I, I feel like we've been saying that, like you said, Rick, for 12 years. Is yeah, it but his what, priority? I think so. Because the entire time he's had, he's had an option of going with his, his tandem or swinging at, at, at something else. And he just felt like the other options available weren't as good. And that's understandable. I mean, yeah. any of those goalies that we were talking about last year, they weren't in the final four, were they? Well, the goalies don't get much better this this offseason, though. That's the frustration. No, but part. I think at this point, if if there really is a, a Smith injury or he's battling whatever, like, uh, I don't know if there's a Shog who ever said something. Um, if there's really something with Smith, then you really, really have to. Because, I mean, Skinner's here. Yeah. Skinner's, they're next in line. I think they're they're fully fully confident with bringing him in, but I just don't think they want to bring him in as the, uh, as the number one. And then, you know, you'd need a... You'd need a savvy veteran as your backup who can still handle 40, 40 games ish if needed. So if the let's go through the hypothetical Smith is gone, retiring bang. You need someone to play with Skinner. The free agent options are Campbell flurry camper. Huso. okay. There's those four. And then on Frank's trade targets list, he has John Gibson at number five, Semyon Varlamov at number 13, Mackenzie Blackwood at number 20. And that is it on the trade targets list. Gibson Varlamov Blackwood. Gibson's going to be cost too much. I don't think we have the, the roster to pay for that and still expect to be in the final next year. Um, Varlamov would be my pick there. I think Mackenzie Blackwood. I, I don't see him being, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going Blackwood, but I'll go with Varlamov as our one B or one a, or the leader to believe. Skinner. But, and, and, you know, I mean, it's obviously the list is the list and it's just the way it is. But like, I can't believe that Mackenzie Blackwood is the third best available goalie. Like that is a New Jersey Devils team that is trying to bail water on their goaltending situation as it is. And they're like, no, no, we don't want this one. And he's the third best option. Well, I, I just think the goaltending in the league right now is, you know, a couple of guys at the top and then in the middle, there's a lot of spotty holes there. And then you come down to yeah. the next group. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like what we grew up with when, you know, you looked around the league and there was Broder and there's Waugh and there's Joseph and there's Hasek and all these goaltenders, with all these big names. Now we're at a time where there's some on the top shelf 
And anything underneath that, there's a lot of question marks with those guys. Blackwood, see, and if they had a dependable veteran as the starter, if you had 36-year-old Mike Smith, I would be all over them getting Blackwood, right? Bring him in. Let him be your 1B for a couple of years. Giddy up because he's cheap. He's $2.8 million, Then he's an RFA next summer. You know, he's had a rough go. His save percentage has dropped. In, since his rookie season, he went from 918 to 915 to 902 to 892 last year. He's not getting better, but does he need a fresh start? We see that with goalies. Let's talk about Oilers yeah. goalies who just needed a fresh start. Devin Dubnik, right? <laughs> like Mackenzie Blackwood was in the Olympic conversation at one point. And if you can get him for picks, it's intriguing. But again, this is similar to the Huso thing, where do you want to put your eggs in the basket of a goaltending tandem that would be Blackwood and Skinner who've played a combined what? 145 career regular season games. No, that's why, that's why I don't like the idea of Huso either. It's just, I need someone who's kind of been there and done that a little bit. And that's why Varlamov's kind of the top of my, uh, top of my list are those guys. I keep, I don't know. I, I, I keep liking the idea of just having a guy like that though with Skinner and just let's, let's see what, who gets the job and who takes the, who takes the reins. We're not talking about Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Like it, it, you're not talking you about guys that you just know, you know, you know what you have in those guys. We are talking about guys with some promise and some hope. And like you said, Tyler, you know, one guy that's potentially going to be in a brand new situation. So I don't know. How do you, it's, how do you, how do you go? How do you go? How do you walk into the dressing room with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl sitting there and go, all right, boys, we got to the Western final last year. Now we're going to roll this year um, with two question mark goalies. Well, pretty simply because just in my opinion, because the, of the cost and the value of those two goalies, like if you had a McKenzie Blackwood and a Stuart Skinner, it's like, yeah, guys, if this doesn't work, we can go ahead and make some moves there in, in the season with, you know, with some cap space, it, but yeah. But cap space doesn't really help you in trade t- in trade times. You need assets at that point. So, but what if Blackwood only costs you next year's second or next year's do you, third? What, do you think the, the do you think the cost for for Blackwood would be that much different than Varlamov? Well, okay. So the compare the Varlamov thing's interesting. I'll get to that in a second. But with Blackwood, I think the the deal would be like last year when Nedeljkovic got traded. It was a third round pick in Jonathan Bernie. Bernie was like a throw in there. So it was basically a third round pick. So I think that's probably what you're looking at for Mackenzie Blackwood is a third round pick. I do that. I would I would do a third for Blackwood because he's cheap. There's upside, all that. I'd be nervous because again, I do think there is something to, like you said, sitting there in a locker room with McDavid and Drysaddle and being like, hey guys, we're taking a gamble on two young guys months after you just went to the Stanley Cup final with a 40-year, or sorry, the Western Conference final with a 40-year-old, right? <laughs> So I get it Um, with Varlamov. I think the price may be higher, but for where the Oilers are at, I think he's also probably a better fit. The $5 million cap hit isn't great, but look at the checklist of what the Islanders want to do. They want to get younger and more mobile is the expectation at least. So is there kind of like what we talked about at the deadline? Tyson Berry. That makes sense. I, I think you'd have to add, but you never know with Lou. Sometimes he just does shit. That doesn't make sense. We have to add. I, I like in my head, I think yeah. you would, but actually, no, maybe you don't. I don't know. Barry and our number one for Varlamov and their number two. Second round, whatever. They have Colorado second round or not their own. So it'd be a late second. You'd be moving back. Fair, but, you, but you did say that already, like uh, between 60 down to 20 something are all interchangeable, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Um, 
So at that point, we're making deals. Okay. This is good. I, I love get Lou, doing on the, get Lou on the phone. Who's got the private line? Who's got the number of the private line? <laughs> I have a red cord here somewhere. <laughs> Plug it in. I love playing armchair GM. It's a ton of fun. So what if yes. you were to go Barry and your first for that Colorado second, which is going to be 31 or 32 in the second round, obviously. So Barry and your first for Varlamov, that second or the Islanders third and Scott Mayfield. One. I, like the third, I like the third Mayfield and Varlamov. Yeah, like I, Mayfield's an intriguing option too. He's a right D, but if the Islanders want to get better offensively, I know they have Noah Dobson too, who's very talented offensively and he plays on that right side, but it could be a situation where, you know, Lou values a vet in Barry who's done it before. They're clearly trying to win this season. Um, Mayfield makes 1.45, then he's a UFA. And he's, he's got good defensive metrics. Like I like Scott Mayfield and that could be your perfect insurance policy for Philip Broberg, right? You want to talk about potentially running seven D next year. You just run seven D and it's Mayfield and Broberg splitting time on your third pair. So do you do Mayfield and Broberg and then Russell and then say bye-bye to Kulak? Or are you trying to get all those guys in there? I, I wouldn't sign Russell at that point. And I would run my seven no. D R whatever on the left side. May, Mayfield Mayfield Broberg would be six, seven. Yeah. Um, and again, like Darnell nurse very well may not be ready to start next season. No, that's true. So you probably, probably need be. an extra guy anyways. And you know, everyone's never healthy. So, and if there's a couple games where it's like, Hey, Broberg, like you're taking a seat for the next two nights because everyone's healthy right now, then sure you do it. And then you run seven D for a couple of games and you just make it work. Um, I'd be really intrigued at a Mayfield, just like I was at the deadline when I was putting out all those YouTube videos. Before the deadline being like, oh, potential trading partners for the Oilers. The Islanders were always there because I really like Mayfield and Varlamov. Well, let's make it get it done then. I think uh, I think we fixed we fixed a, a couple of the holes on this on this roster already. Yep. Put us on payroll, Oilers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Got to give some love to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. You can find them online. Cornerstoneins.ca. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you see our little logo. That's because they're a teammate of Oilers Nation. They got quotes right on their website. It's super user friendly. You can get a quote. You can submit a claim. They're also doing something called Where's Waldo Yeg? You can win weekly prizes from June 20th to July 17th by following along on their social medias. Head over to their Instagram page. Their Instagram at is Cornerstone Yeg. Shout out to Cornerstone. Uh, where did I want to go next? Uh, the other thing dominating the rumor mill for the Edmonton Oilers, Andre Kuzmenko, an intriguing name, a Russian free agent, 26 years old. He has one more year where he would need to be on an entry level contract. So wherever he signs, it's likely a one year ELC deal. Then he's a UFA next summer. This guy's numbers in the KHL are very comparable to what Artemi Panarin and Kirill Kaprizov put up before they came over, which leaves like it's very tantalizing in that sense uh when i wrote about this so kuzmenko is 26 years old he's coming off a season where his points per game was 1.18 the year before panarin came over to the nhl he was 23 so three years younger his points per game was 1.15 so 0.03 lower kaprizov was 22 so four years younger his points per game was 1.19 so 0.09 lower what do you guys think of the Kuzmenko thing? Is this just a flash in the pan prospect that we hear every couple of years who's going to fizzle out? Or is this guy you want the Oilers to go hard after? I'm hearing Alexei Mikhanov written all over this again. I'm not, I don't know. It's just for me, it's, 
it's, uh, I don't mind going fishing for this kind of a, a shot. Um, it just, it depends on what the value or what, what cost you're going to, uh, to put onto them with a the contract. There's a max though. Is there not? Everyone can only offer a certain amount, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's the ELC, whatever level of the ELC you want to offer them. I so yeah, like so 1.1 million plus, um, uh, Fair bonuses enough. or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I think you need to, well, I don't know how you go all in on this, but you, you take a look and go, Hey, listen, here's Connor McDavid. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. I saw you had lunch with, uh, with Zach Hyman. Here's your coach. Uh, what more do you want? Like your, your agent's own client gave this roster an opportunity, uh, gave this roster a, a chance or took a chance on this roster and look what he's about to do. Dan Milstein should be, listen, Evander's probably going to be gone. They can't afford him. Good for him. Fantastic. Enjoy the rest of your career. But there's a hold left. Can you fill this hole? If you can snipe goals, dude, you go with a play and next year you sit back and you start counting your money. I think to, to, to me, Kuzmanko, this should be a, uh, this should be simple, especially because nobody can offer more money. I didn't know about that part. So that changes. Well, if it's an an ELC, then it's it's a rookie contract. If nobody can offer more money, then you go play with the best players. And while there are two of them are here. And as long as you can snipe goals from, you know, inside the the basketball key around the net, dude, you're going to be eating really nice next year. And I guess worst case scenario or worst case Ontario, he just gets waved in the middle of the season because we sent him down to the minors and somebody else grabs him. Yeah, I think he's got enough upside where like he'll stick wherever yeah. he goes. Um, the Oilers made their pitch. You mentioned it. He was out at Joey's reportedly. Um, an Oilers fan snapped a picture of it with Holland, Woodcroft, and yeah, Hyman was there too. And his agent, Dan Milstein, posted on his Instagram story afterwards the picture of an autographed Wayne Gretzky jersey that the Oilers appeared to have gifted <laughs> Kuzmenko. And uh, oh, Milstein put the caption, P.S. Don't get any ideas with a winky face. Um, so <laughs> the agent's doing his job to stir up conversation around this kid. Couldn't find him like a, a signed Boris Mirnov. Get a get a countryman in there. He's got to get the Canadian guy. That's like that's like a ten thousand dollar signature, isn't it? That's that <laughs> that comes probably. off as borderline bribing. <laughs> it's, the, oh, okay. the Oilers are circumventing the CBA with signed memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a Connor, Connor McDavid rookie card on the table too. <laughs> it's minted yeah, to exactly, a perfect yeah. 10. It's like, ah, <laughs> that's your signing bonus. Um, the interesting thing is that we keep talking about uh, like, oh, this young Russian kid, young Russian kid. He's like four months yeah. younger than Leon Dreisaitl. He's older <laughs> yeah. than McDavid by like a bit. We can finally get a Calder trophy. No, yeah, a 31-year-old caller. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, guys. It's the NHL. Kuzmenko will come here, score 40 goals, and the NHL will be like, we're actually changing the rules, the rules on Calder, yes. on calder <laughs> the eligibility. Day, the, day bef- the day before the awards comes out a little memo. But how old is, how old is he? He's 26. 26. Oh, then he's not. He's ineligible, isn't it? I thought 25 was the number now. I thought oh, they it was like 27 have... or 28 because Panarin oh. won it. He was like fucking 32. Oh, my bad. I thought he was, I thought, well, then there we go. We know that they will be changing. I just, I just predicted the rule change that will come into effect, effective this season at the end of the season. I, know, I think you, you got to figure out a way to get that guy, man. Uh, he's going to be cheap. 
his upside if he comes in and plays anywhere near what we what what is expected of him is going to be a cheap contract with a high with a high return, and that's exactly what we need right now. Yeah, the NHL eligibility is rules state that to be eligible, a player must be a maximum of twenty six years old before September fifteenth of the current season. So he would be twenty six, and he turns twenty seven in February. So he's good. There we go. That's so there, there's another, uh, there's another thing you can offer him. Like your chances of getting this trophy are going to be a lot better playing with Connor and Leon than it are with uh, Elias Peterson and whoever else is out there. It's also apparently a couple of American teams vying for his services, although we have Vegas, not. Yeah, Vegas and Vegas and Vegas and Florida is what I I heard a rumor of. I could I could see him going to Florida. Like they got a bit of Russian action there with Bobrovsky. Maybe maybe that makes sense. Um, the thing that intrigues me with this is the domino effect. Let, like, let's say the Oilers do sign him. What happens on that right side? Do you really think a, a Ken Holland managed team is going to sit there and be like, all right, the right side next season is Yamo, Pugliarvi, Kuzmenko. There's no way. Why? It's young and it's small and not physical. That's why I don't think Holland would do it. Okay. Uh, is, is, is Kuzmenko a, a natural? I know he's a right shot, but he's, he played the right side all the time. He's not like, uh, he's played the left side mainly in Russia, but the idea would be that they flip him over. I think really. Cause I dude, like having that, if he's got a, if he's got a shot, mm-hmm. that dude playing the left side with either Connor or Leon, uh, saw some, some pucks over there. That's fair. Yeah. So maybe he is a lefty and you put Hyman on the right side and your right side is, Hyman, JP, Yamo. Your left side is Kuzmenko, Nuge, and Holloway. That's a very young set of wingers still. But yeah, I could see that. I guess I didn't really think about that option. Hmm. Yeah, I just think I, I think you, you're going to find a, a group of nine forwards and some can flip from side to side. Some will be more preferable on their own side and you will tinker with it all season. Yeah. I can see it. They kind of did oh, that dude, a little like, bit this year too, right? A cheap, a cheap guy like that with a high return, that would be massive. That is Patrick Maroon-esque from his best years here. Yeah, like if he comes here on an ELC and scores you anything more than 20 goals, that's such a massive win, especially for your cap situation, right? Well, yeah. that's just what it is. We need that. I mean, Ken Holland, I know the NHL is different than the, than the NFL, but the NFL, when you, when you have a, a visit like that, you don't let them leave the the, uh, the stadium without signing their contract. Yeah, I mean, Kuzmenko clearly wants to explore the cities, which makes sense. I mean, if you're a 26 year old from a foreign country, I don't think you want to leave. What's any the weather like? Right? What's the weather like right now? Is it is it rainy over there right now? In Maybe Vancouver? it's just getting rain the whole damn time. Although our weather hasn't been much better, but yeah. at least the morning was sunny. Uh, right now in Vancouver, it's 17 and partly cloudy or mostly cloudy. Just, I love the concept of a, of a prospect <laughs> going to a city and being like, Oh, it's raining here. I don't think this is a good place for me to live. <laughs> and his, his agents like they're offering you like the best package. Like this or is a great get, deal. And he's like, look sir. outside. Ah. He gets to Edmonton and he's like, Oh, it is 32 degrees today. Uh, this is, there's no way. Yeah, this I'm good. I'm is, good. Sign I'm the, signing. This is I'm signing. Give me the, give me a pen and a paper. Let me sign my name right now. Go on, pack my suitcase. We'll be back here in three days. They didn't even take him outside. They just wheeled him into the West End Water Park. And we're like, it's literally 27 every day. Trust I, us. I, 
I'm laughing at myself more than anything though, because I do genuinely remember when Milan Lucic and Jason Demers were going around town. We got, we got updates of course on the radio and I was listening and I was like, yes, it's sunny today. I'm thinking like, Oh, well, you need change that. Everything. Dude, as soon as you say Edmonton, the entire world goes, Oh, igloos, freezing cold, blah, 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 blah. The same bullshit all the time. <laughs> Look, it ain't always that. Look at our river valley. Look at our festivals. Look at the weather. Like, come on now. We're not just igloos and fucking freezing cold all the damn time. Preach. Preach it, Rick. <laughs> uh, we got a $25 GC courtesy of our friends at Buster's Pizza up for grabs. That is right. It is time for Ask the Idiots. We got one, two, three, four questions sent in this week for Ask the Idiots. I'm going to start with one from our friend, Eric Sabrowski, who says, has Kemper's playoff oh, performance. You just poisoned the water. Now we know who did it. Oh, yeah, I did. Damn. Oh, we'll have to go. We'll go random this week. It's fine. We'll just go random. Has Kemper's playoff performance scared you off with him being a potential option for the Oilers next season? Rick? I don't think it's changed my perception of him at all. I know he's always been a bit of a coin flip. Um, I think he's still a coin flip. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. He wasn't, uh, the top of my list at any given time. Anyways, Dan, sorry, I was just bringing up a randomizer for us to actually be able to do it. Um, but, uh, for me, no, I like, yeah, I'm right there with Rick. That's he's just kind of the goalie that I thought he was. Um, you know, it, it was just to me when, when the talk of acquiring him back in the season was happening to me, it was just, he was better in my mind than Smith or Koskinen was. And that was, that was all that mattered at that time. And now, you know, that still matters. We still need to improve on what Smith and Koskinen were, but I don't know if he's necessarily the option that I want us to choose. I'll Is be he on. UFA this year or yeah, do you still he, have a contract? He's a UFA. He's a UFA. Yeah. So you'd, you'd have to give term and probably dollars to him, which makes it even less uh, flavorable for me. Yeah. The, the, I'll be honest. His play hasn't scared me. It's the injuries that have scared me. This guy's always banged up. And if he's 32 and he wants a four year, five year deal, the fact he's been hurt for ch- chunks of this playoff run, that's what leaves me going. I don't know. I don't know about that more so than his numbers in any way. Um, up next, you know what we're going to do? Eric, next time you come to Edmonton, Buster's Pizza is on me. The next three. We'll vote. We'll vote out of these next three. Perfect. This one came in on Twitter. Hashtag ask the idiots. Would you rather have no more mosquitoes or no more hangovers, Dan? Oh, it, for me, uh, my my blood for some reason is the is just the meal that mosquitoes crave. So I am eradicating mosquitoes from the earth. Not to let let alone that's just a selfish reason. But I mean, they are disease carriers. They kill more people than sharks, and we have an entire week dedicated to sharks. So mosquitoes, you can get fucked. Rick, no more mosquitoes or no more hangovers. It's definitely hangovers. Mosquitoes don't bother me that much to begin with. Even when I'm like, they just don't, but they don't like me. So, uh, yeah, no, after five weeks of playoff hockey, going to take the, uh, going to take the hangovers. And listen, I, I love everybody involved here, but after five weeks of playoff hockey, if you're not saying hangovers, you didn't do playoff <laughs> hockey properly. Uh, I'm, I'm torn on this one. I'm still you're young. younger still. That's I'm, why yeah, I'm young. So how annoying are hangovers? They're relatively annoying. How annoying are mosquitoes when I'm out at the golf course, having a good time, when I'm sitting around the fire with friends, when I'm out playing ball, they're pretty annoying. It's tight. And it's, they bug, and they bug you afterwards too, though. I know. Like once you're inside, you've, you've golfed all day. They're annoying outside. 
Now they're bugging you all all night too. You're sitting there trying to watch a movie. You're scratching here. You're trying to do the old X with the thumbnail on them. They last longer than a hangover. Yeah, statistically, I'm, I'm, statistically ahead, speaking, you guys are monsters. You know how many people get killed every year by alcohol? It's ninety five thousand. You know how many people get killed every year by mosquitoes? Eight hundred thousand people died last year because of mosquitoes. That's insane. You're monsters. That's actually like a wild statistic. Like it when you're, cry, yeah. How is that? Like that's worldwide. Yep. I, and that's I, a sharp drop because the year or the average annual toll is 2 million people. How are these people dying of alcohol, by the way? Are they drowning in it? it I, like I gave, I gave all alcohol related deaths. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't even that's touch incredible. mosquitoes. <laughs> that's, you know what listeners, when you're out tonight, hanging out with your friends, you want a good little party <laughs> statistic. Mosquitoes kill 10 times more people than alcohol every year. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with mosquitoes. Actually, I, the hangovers, that's my own doing mosquitoes. That's just a nuisance I could live without. Um, this one comes in via email. I almost say their names every time. <laughs> it's so hard not to. It's the radio in you, Tyler. It's Have you guys guy. seen the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? A trillion I haven't, years ago, but I've, yeah. heard, I've seen so many references about it, so I get it. Okay. Um, the question is, if you could take the technology from The Fly and teleport two Oilers or combine two Oilers to make one player... What would you do? And you can't. Ooh. And the thing here was you can't involve McDavid and Drysaddle. Okay, smart. I'm good. Smart caveat because that was where everybody's head went. I think. Nope. No, Rick. What do you got? You were going. I got. I'm. I'm putting Cassie and then I'm putting Pooley together. Interesting. That big body. If if you use that big body, you use it effectively the way that Cassie and can aggressively. That player, whether he scores you thirty goals or zero goals in a season. Obviously, based on his pay rate, um, that's an extremely effective player. You give me the aggressive nature of Cassian and put that into into uh, Arby's body, dude. You got a unicorn there. Well, I'm gonna go based off of the Simpsons reference. The head and the body get switched. Is that correct? <laughs> In the movie, no. You're just combining two two things into one. Well, see, I'm gonna take Oscar Kleffbaum's head and I'm gonna put that on Chris Russell's body. And then all of a sudden you have the cannon, but he not he want can't his abs. be broken. But he can't be broken. Now you don't want his abs. abs. There, there's a problem with abs. We need to have a real conversation <laughs> here. I think I think we need more dad bods because our <laughs> ab bods are getting broken pretty easily. But but you put Chris Russell's body and his durability up with Oscar Clefbaum, and I think Tyler is actually frozen right now. So yeah. may not. Can you still he hear me? He's, he's sitting right really still right now. You're normal. I'm normal. He's sitting really still. Uh, that's weird. Okay. Well, yeah, you can still hear me. So it's okay. Yeah, my internet, I can tell it's not holding up very well right now. So hopefully the recording is fine. Um, the gentleman who sent it in, his pick was Yamamoto and pool Yarvi, which I think is a good one. Uh, that's that's right. That's yeah. That's the, uh, the dog on a bone too. Yeah. Okay. What about you though, Tyler? So as much as it's like, yeah, okay, this team needs like, you know, a sick forward, like a Puliyarvi Cassian or Yamamoto Puliyarvi. They also really need just an A plus D man. So I am going to take Duncan Keith and I'm going to combine him with the youth of Evan Bouchard and create 22 year old Duncan Keith. Huh? Yeah, no, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm really surprised no one took one of our goaltenders and, and put them together. Well, maybe take Skinner and put them together with the Chris Russell. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's hard with that's the goalies, really though. Um, but yeah, that'd be a good answer too. I haven't moved. Hey, on your guys' screen and like five it makes me really uncomfortable, Tyler. Like I have to keep looking away from the screen because I I like to read your. Oh, there God. you are. Oh, there he is. I said I like to read your reactions to my brutal <laughs> takes. Uh, I just had to turn it on and off again. Uh, last one we got from this one is from Instagram as from well. nobody from <laughs> nobody in particular uh he shared a story i'm just going to pull it up quickly it's from well we know it's a i guy. almost said the We're name narrowing it down <laughs> in light of the off season what is your best or favorite oilers in the wild story he says he was at the driving range the other day bouchard came up to the stall beside him hit a bucket of balls and they shot the shit for half an hour so what's your favorite uh, Oilers in the wild story? That's appropriate. Rick. It has to be appropriate. Ahead, you can go first. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm really bad with, with celebrities. Like I just, anybody that had, like, I feel like would not have the time for me. I just don't give them the time back. And so like, I, I'm trying you to don't think wanna, of, you don't want to infringe on their me time. If yeah. you will. Yeah. I just like it. I don't know. It, it, I'm trying to think of like any good, good funny stories that i have i don't i mean i think i think the the best one that we 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 saw was when we were in nashville tyler and uh i don't i won't name any specifics of any of the names that were there but we just we happened to run into some oilers down on broadway on an off day and there were they were having a good time just hanging out and to our left there's a bunch of the the vanderbilt baseball players and the attraction of the crowd was completely on these vanderbilt baseball players which i'm sure they're very talented hyper talented very successful young men and women that are all involved with that team but they certainly aren't nhl players and the nhl players were not drawing any attention whatsoever and you get they drew attention by a bunch of dudes like 20 years older than I was. I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, hey, it's, uh, it, and that's exactly it. It was all of us, all of us Edmontonians and Canadians that <laughs> ran into them that, that actually said hello. When I was like 10 years old for my birthday, me and my buddies went to the West End water park. When we left the water park, we bumped into Tom Gilbert in the mall and we got a picture with him. So that is, as a kid, my only Oilers in the wild story. Um, more recently, we met Olivier Rodrigue at the playoff game against the Kings. Uh, that's a good Always. one. And when we were leaving that game, I was intoxicated. And I we were walking back to our hotel and Miko Koskinen was walking back to his hotel after the game. And I dropped a beer, an unopened can of beer, and it fell on the concrete and sprayed everywhere. And Miko Koskinen looked at me and was like, what is your problem, man? And I was like, <laughs> my bad. And those are my Oilers. I was going to say, person. Tyler, good for you. I hope you're happy and healthy. Yes. <laughs> good one. I good get one. the references. I am young and hip with the youth. Anyways, Rick, you go ahead and read us off the entire episode. There's definitely a couple that I, I really can't tell. But do these have to be me included? No, nah, sure. No. Give us whatever. Because some of the some of the best ones were like, I think it was Andre Kovalenko disappeared in New York back in whatever the hell year it was. These stories about the old, about the Russian guys back in the 90s were absolutely hilarious. Um, there was a time, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, something like that. And we went to uh, <laughs> ask your dads about it. It was Barry Tease. Barry Tease was super fun. Anyways, we were there one night and Anson Carter is there. George LaRock's there. And then, uh, you know, there's 
probably a little bit of a crowd around them. And then a couple of people back 10 feet back was actually Joaquin Gage standing there. So I remember going up and talking to him for a couple of minutes going, Hey man, you know, like, I know it's, it's gotta, it's gotta suck a little bit not to get some of this attention or, you know, whatever. Say that he's like, Oh no, honestly, I, I kind of like it this way. So we chatted for a couple of minutes that way. Uh, yeah, obviously through work, it's been, <laughs> I can have, I have a story or two that's, uh, not on, not on, on record one day, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> you know what the, the my greatest thing is i could be walking down the mall or you'd be walking down the hallway of the mall and the greatest player in the world if he was walking the opposite direction would most likely stop and say hi and we can have a chat so uh yeah i'm gonna take something yeah. like that I've, I've run into these guys in the wild before it's cool i leave it as simple as possible say hi quick little chat and move on um yeah but yeah this yeah, come have a beer with me, and maybe we'll get some more stories coming out. And then, and then go the have. Bar eight. I worked at Tyler for your Tom Gilbert story. The bar I worked at, they they refused entry to him during the World Hockey Championships in Halifax because he was underage. They were the only. Bar was he? Uh, it wasn't because he was of his of his outfit. Was he wearing a no. a romper? No, no, he was. I don't know. Yeah, crazy enough. Uh, that is uh, that's good stuff. All right, that's going to do it for Ask the Idiots. The three questions we're voting on, my apologies to Eric for ruining his anonymity for this segment. Uh, we have the no mosquitoes or no hangovers, combined two Oilers or Oilers in the wild. This is a heavy-hitting edition of Ask the Idiots. These are all really good. Dan, which one are you voting for? I'm going with the mosquitoes because it uncovered two monsters amongst me. Fair enough, fair enough. Rick? Oilers in the wild, but I get the short straw here because uh, I didn't. I've, I've, yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you all, all my good stories. Man, this is this is tough because mm, I gotta break the tie. So uh Sean who emailed in the combined two oilers, that's a great question. And that's when Waz clips that, I want him to take all of our answers and do the face morphing thing where he combines yes. their faces for the clip. Ooh. So Sean, your question was awesome. Uh on Instagram, it came from Tyler, offers best oilers in the wild, and that was a good one too. But I'm going to go with the no mosquitoes or no hangovers because it's the summer and I like a little bit of nonsense in my life. So shout out to Scott on Twitter. You have won $25 to Buster's Pizza. Um, enjoy. When Waz does the whole face thing with Pooley RV and Cassian, can I please get Pooley RV with the Cassian shots? I'm just curious. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll put in the request to Waz. We might need Kennedy <laughs> to mock up something for us there. Uh, all right. Just the three of us, but we can still wrap up with a little Twig and Berries hot and cold performance. Twigandberries.ca. Use promo code Nation15. Gets you 15% off. As always, we start with our veggies, and I'm coming to you, Rick. I don't know who this goes to. If you read Twitter, there's certain specific names that are being tossed around. But I'm just going to give it to the entire group of those who chose to take the World Cup games, all of them outside of Edmonton, for whatever reasons, I don't give a shit who, um, everybody involved with not bringing it here, uh, they're definitely cold, right? We saw what happened, man. Canada played in BC, uh, in Vancouver, a couple of weeks ago, and they had something like 17,000 fans. It was scattered amongst the first row, or the first bowl. The top bowl was empty. It's indoors. It's World Cup. You know, it, it, this is the team. This We're almost there. You came to Edmonton. It was freezing cold. They're playing in the snow. And we had how many people show up? It's ridiculous. Edmonton, I, uh, we get disrespected in a lot of different ways. This city, it's not always like losing snow and blah, blah, blah. We deserved a lot better. I think we should have at least a couple games here. So everybody involved in keeping the World Cup out of Edmonton, they're the cold performer. 
What the hell is going on? Dan? Well, it's the summer, and uh, I don't think I've ever given a cold performer to food before, but I was watching a Blue Jays game the other day, and an advertisement from a chalet from the country of Switzerland uh, came up, and they had an image, and I will try and send it to somebody else to post on the on the radio podcast, social media, but it is their Nashville chicken ice cream sandwich oh, that they unveiled. It, I, I, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's listening to this. That's going to scream at me because it's delicious, but I, I like who hurt you enough that you had to go ahead and create a sandwich that has a dollop of ice cream on it. But then not only that, they also thought it needed another piece of, sugar with honey on top so i just it's it's different you shot your shot but the nashville chicken ice cream sandwich nashville hot chicken ice cream sandwich you get my cold performer of the week we have been hoodwinked bamboozled led astray run amok and flat out deceived uh for me Yesterday at around two o'clock, I opened up my phone, checked Instagram and saw that my boy Drake was going to be dropping a new album. And I got fired up because he's my favorite artist in the world. I've never disliked a Drake project. I was mowing my lawn later on that afternoon. And I was thinking, I was like, he could drop anything. And I bet you it's going to be my favorite thing to listen to all summer. And then I listened to the album last night and it's not a rap album. It's a sing songy album. That's going to be popular in clubs and whatnot. And I don't like it. So I hate doing this. Drake, you get my cold performer of the week for dropping your worst album ever last night. Are you thrilled? I'm not. Can't even believe I'm saying it. Wow. I know there's like nothing. Rick, I was like, man, at the pint, they're going to be spinning some of these tracks nonstop. And I listened to it. And I was like, there's not one you can spin at the pint, man. I just, I, What's he? How is he going to handle when he listens to this later on today, and he listens to that out of your mouth? And we know Aubrey Graham, big big Oilers Nation radio guy, because he's a big Connor McDavid guy. As we learned exactly. during the playoffs, hot performer of the week, Dan. What do you got? <laughs> well, my hot performer of the week is going to go. I gave him a shout out at the last, the end of the last episode. But you got to get a hot performer of the week as well for the WHL champions of the league once more the edmonton oil kings as they head on into the memorial cup you get my twig and berries hot performer of the week he's a hot guy that's for the entire roster also shout out to my boy andrew peard who's going out to the memorial cup with the edmonton oil kings uh, absolute beauty of a human congrats to the entire eok organization some fine people there and just quickly on that that is a group a core group there with neighbors and Gunther and such and all those guys who were robbed of their chance when the pandemic hit and then lost two more seasons. This really should have been the like cherry on top of their run. This should have been probably their second or third trip to the Mem Cup as a group. So I'm very happy that they uh, they got a chance to do that this year. Rick, your hot form of the week. Uh, this is going to go to the Edmonton Elks. I like when they do that, when anybody does this type of stuff, you've got a former player who's been who's decided to live in the city. Not from here, not born here, nothing to do with us, but played here. Now he's living here. Uh, they're going to sign him to a one-day contract, let him retire as, a, as an Elk. Uh, so this goes to the Elks and um, Odell Willis. It's just, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy when they bring back players like that who want to be part of your community and you kind of involve them in, in the organization. That's, uh, I think that's a big part of sports. So we'll give it to the Elks today. Put some respect on my name. My hot performer of the week is, uh, you know what? I'm just going to take this as a chance to promote something because I've been looking at who's been signing up and it's filling. It's filling a little bit, but I want to see more action on this. 
our trip over at nationgear.ca. We are going to Toronto. Myself, Bag Milk, Dan is coming. Jay is coming. Rick, I don't know if you're coming or not, but regardless, it's uh, going to be. I'm a f- official cancel on this. So uh, there's too many people get on vacation at work here. So I'm stuck. Fair enough. If you go to nationgear.ca, it is the biggest thing on the website. We're going to two baseball games, a TFC game. It gets you your flights, it gets you your hotels, all that good stuff. <laughs> Head over to Nation Gear. Buy in. Come join me in Toronto. Drink 100 beers with me on, at the home run deck in Toronto. It'll be a great time. Come on. Woo! Friday, baby! Yes, Friday indeed. And enjoy the rest of your Friday, boys. This was fun. No bagged milk. He didn't pop in once, so we teased that for nothing. But I still think we had a good time and talked to some good nerdy Oilers, so this was enjoyable. Rick made Rick it. made people tune in for the entire episode to see if bagged milk was going to come in, and Tyler just froze again for us for, to yeah. finish off the episode. <laughs> Frozen Tyler's hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm back now, though. I know to just turn it on and off. Uh, shout out to our title sponsors, Oodle Noodle and DoorDash. Shout out to uh, Cornerstone Insurance, Twig and Berries, and Buster's Pizza. That'll do it for episode 206 of Oilers Nation Radio. Enjoy your weekend. Shout out Miko Koskinen. Yes. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey and for the 
big dogs, the people who can win an entire round. It's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 